Welcome to the Empire Files podcast. This is Abby Martin here with Mike Preisner. Since April 28th, mass protests have rocked Colombia in demonstrations against IMF austerity measures. The Colombian government responded by deploying the military to the streets and began carrying out mass killings and disappearances of unarmed demonstrators. It's yet another example of Washington's human rights hypocrisy. Colombia is the United States' top ally south of the equator. Colombia is even known as the Israel of Latin America, a fitting nickname given it's the top recipient of U.S. military equipment and funding on the continent. So the bullets killing the protesters are delivered to Colombia by Washington. In today's episode, we'll be speaking with a student activist leader from Cali, the city with the biggest protests and in turn facing the bloodiest repression. This is why we hope you become or remain a patron. Whenever there are major developments in U.S. foreign affairs, we will be here to provide a quick and accessible analysis to give you all the details you need to know about what's going on. Just last week, we discussed the unfolding crisis in Sheikh Jarrah by the Israeli state. And now, simultaneously, another proxy of the U.S. empire is committing major war crimes. Also, be sure to visit our YouTube channel for several episodes we made a couple years ago when we traveled to Colombia to document the murder of social leaders and the government massacre of peasants in the countryside. After this interview, Mike and I will discuss those really wild first-hand experiences and how it all fits into the bigger picture. But first, we're very excited to speak to Pablo Morales, a lead student organizer with the Colombian Students Organization. Uh, if you check like social media, some some big corp media here in Colombia, you know you will know that more than uh, 600 municipios or cities, if you prefer, were mobilized on the occasion of April 28th, strike date. You know, it was like a week ago. This this is more than a half of the counties and cities in Colombia. Wow, more wow. than a half. I think, I mean, that's it's historical. I, I, I don't remember this kind of, of extension of the mobilization against the, this kind of, of bills here in Colombia. Like the focus of, I mean, the heart of this protest were, were and has been Cali. Well, the first strike was in Cali. And I don't know if you know, Cali is like located southwest of Colombia. A city with, a, with more than a, a two million of um, inhabitants and a city with a deep, deep inequality. You can see it pretty clear. Obviously, this depth inequality are related with this work in a mid class that I'm talking about. And now this has extended to another city, such as Bogota, Medellin, Cartagena, Barranquilla, Pasto, you know, etc. But since Cali, well, as I said, has been like the heart of this uh, this protest. Duque and the top commanders of the military force here in Colombia have delivered the most war force they can provide. And that their logistic challenges and <laughs> their fascism for me can, can provide. I mean, if they could send more strength, I think they definitely would do it but they, they have some restrictions. So this is what Duke has done. First, the whole city was soon militar- militarized, I, I mean, what, with light tanks. I, I don't know if you have 
like check the some videos about that yeah military effective footage of tanks and soldiers in the streets because he announced that quote military assistance would be deployed mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that's right and that was like uh, in a couple of hours wow. in, in cali there is a air base and there is a, a military base too in the same city so it's kind of easy to, for them, I think, to handle that kind of situation. It's not the first time, uh, November 21 of 2019, they deployed the same force, but with a different strategy. But well, they n not only like tanks, military effectives, go GOES, it's like G-O-E-S, which are like the special forces, mm. the police special forces, but here in Colombia. All this with air support and restriction for the people's mobility movement rights. This is how they treat the peaceful uh, right of people to protest. Uh, obviously, they struck with the force of guns and bullets to civilians. And in addition, and I think this, they like performed some sabotages to the internet connection and the power connection network in some neighborhoods in Cali. Wait, re repeat that. So do you think that there was actual government suppression of the internet in some neighborhoods? Well, I can't right. confirm that we're the government. Right. But I, what happened, this wasn't like a sort of divine uh, sort of thing that happened. The places where this, where this happened were uh, places that were people standing in there, uh, singing... You know, people just hanging there and doing nothing wrong. I mean, just like exercising the right to protest. That in Colombia is a constitutional right. So, I mean, and these people, they do whatever they want here. But this is, this is a fact. The fact is that there were some sabotages with the internet connection and the power network in some place of the city, I mean Cali city. So when this happened, the military forces, these forces that I've talking about, they came these places and and they shoot to the civilians in the dark, in the darkness, when people can record this properly, you know, it's like a messy way of doing things, even when you're doing bad things, but well, I mean, that's, that's pretty horrifying that there was intentional sabotage to internet connection. And then under the cover of darkness, you have these military forces coming in and actually opening fire, committing and several atrocities. Yeah. So talk about, I mean, just talk about this because we have seen some videos. They are absolutely horrifying. There's cops shooting people at point blank range. There's There was a massacre of unarmed protesters. Right. I mean, hundreds of people have been injured. Hooded police, military officers firing semi-automatic weapons. This is really scary stuff, Pablo. Just keep continue to talk about this brutality of the police and what we know so far about the deaths and, and brutality here. Uh, the people of Temblores NGO and the Defensoria del Pueblo, which is like a Colombian constitutional institution that tracks and stands by the human rights in the country, they say that there has been more than um, 
1,700 police violent cases, more than 830 arbitrary detention cases, uh, almost 90 disappeared people, mm -hmm. 10 sexual violence victims, and at least uh, 34 people murdered by the Ivan Duque government. 34 murders. 34, that's right. Oh, Up to May the 5th. I mean, that was like uh, two days ago. And, and when you say disappearances, I mean, there has been, you know, of course, thousands of disappearances and, you know, uh, in the past couple decades, it's it's something that is pretty prevalent there. What does that mean when, when you know, when that when we hear that word? I, I don't think that a lot of Americans can identify what it means to just be disappeared. I understand. Well, uh, imagine that some relative to you go out to a riot or a protest, whatever. And you know that, I mean, he's he's there. And you chat to them, you know, he's with, uh, along with other people, and this person never come back. And you'll, you never know what happened to, to this person, and the government never say nothing. I mean, if they're uh, like able to open fire to civilians in the cover of darkness, they are able to do a lot of things. Um, I mean, this is not new. Colombia, like disappeared people, is like in, not only Colombia. I mean, Latin America is like. Uh, mm -hmm. It's like, uh, I do not say, like a common thing that we Latin America share. I think related with the dominance of the U.S. in the region, mm -hmm. mostly Central America. But Colombia is like, uh, they accomplish whatever they, the U.S. government or U.S. embassy uh, say to them. So mm -hmm. if that means open fire, they will. These some of the government forces, I mean, police, military, uh, sometimes they threat people like, we can, we're going to disappear you. Mm -hmm. Your family won't know. They actually threaten to disappear people. Some, some of them. Well, mm -hmm. I, I know that because I've, I've seen that. Like emails, phone calls. Which is just so much, it's almost just more horrifying than outright being killed because there's no closure for the family mm -hmm. you know it's just something that's really uh, just a devastating concept pablo it is actually right and you know we have based on the numbers you gave us that's over 120 people murdered or disappeared meaning they either were murdered and their body was hidden or they're uh languishing in a jail cell without charge or trial mm -hmm. um but disappeared most often means that uh, they're not coming back or are not in a jail cell. Um, that's a that's a huge number of people in a short amount of time. Um, you know, we've seen some of the videos that were not under cover of darkness, like in broad daylight, helicopters with soldiers shooting from the mm -hmm. helicopters at crowds of people. So if they're doing that in broad daylight when people are filming, we can only imagine what they're doing at nighttime when all the lights are out and they feel that no one can be filming. Um, That's right. But a lot of a lot of that death uh, is focused where you are. I do not know people that they don't know 
someone that is or disappeared or have been hidden or have been, uh, I mean, uh, like receive a ballot, mm -hmm. have been shot or have been whatever these thing, these things that happen. Uh, actually, I talked to one of my friends, and 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 and, and she said to me, "Hey, Paulo, a, a son of a friend of mine, the, uh, his son is disappearing, and uh, we know nothing about about him." And it's so much close for me that it's like overwhelming. I mean, I can even process the whole thing because it's all happening so fast and there's a lot of information but that's why it's like i don't know it's overwhelming it's like and sometimes it's like you have the force the strength of of do whatever the things that you used to do pablo i think i think that bears repeating that you that almost everyone you know either directly has been impacted or they have friends and family that have been directly impacted, meaning shot, injured, disappeared. I mean, that is, that's a profound statement right there, you know, and then that's, that is some really heavy stuff, Pablo. I can't imagine how difficult that is for your community right now. This is like shocking. It, I mean, I try to distract myself with my job, my family, but I, here in my house is like sometimes like kind of silence. And my sister says something like, this is like a horrible situation and we even can go out. Yes, it's, right. it's hard. So, so, in go, so back to Cali. So there... <laughs> I'm guessing they're under curfew now they came out, they repressed the protests, but it's still happening. Is that right? And what mm -hmm. is the situation currently with the military there and the, the violence being used against a protest? It's, it's still ongoing, correct? Uh-huh. That's right. It's still ongoing. Well, uh, something happened today. Well, yesterday in Cali, there was like a truck full of, uh, civilian like people, <laughs> but it seemed that these people were police officers. Mm -hmm. And uh, what the people that were there, what they say, that they uh, went down the truck and opened fire to a crowd of civilian people. The people that in, were not in uniforms, the people that were in, in a truck just wearing regular clothes. Uh-huh, but they were police because the people mm -hmm. ran into the truck and, like, confiscated <laughs> And they checked and they found a police officer clothes, numbers, codes. I mean, it was like pretty stupid. Obviously, the people take pic took pictures of this and in social media networks and um, people checked the, the number, the ID number of the, the car, of the truck. And they found, they found out that this truck is a police truck. And these people that look, quote, quote, like regular civilian people, they were all, they all were police officers and opened fire to a crowd of civilian, civilians mm -hmm. that were, were just uh, protesting there. I'm sure there's a lot of instances like that. Um, I mean, 
just for example, Uribe, the ex-president, um, leader of Duque's mm-hmm. ruling party, of course, his political mentor, mm-hmm. basically tweeted out, quote, let's support the right of soldiers and police to use their weapons to defend their integrity and defend people and goods against the criminal actions of vandalic terrorism. I mean, it's just absolutely outrageous to, first of all, call this terrorism, which are legitimate peaceful protesters uh, demonstrating, and then also to just say, we support the right of soldiers and police to use their weapons amid massacres, disappearances, It's just beyond the pale, Pablo, that you have a former president and, of course, a sitting president just endorsing this explicitly. Um, I'm getting a lot of votes. (laughs) So sorry to cut it off here, Empire Babies, but we have a lot more with Pablo all about the IMF austerity measures that prompted all of these demonstrations, as well as what he thinks the solution is. Mike and I also talk about our firsthand experiences on the ground in Colombia. We were in the epicenter of the drug war. We were on the front lines researching the mass killing of social leaders in the country. Um, Really, really crazy stuff. We definitely recommend you to check out the entire podcast. So go to patreon.com slash empirefiles and consider being a part of the patron family so we can make all of our video content free and accessible to everyone. Thank you so much.